Welcome to episode two of the Bonafide Listen podcast with your hosts, Anil Singh, and my co-host today, Kevin Garcia, where we'll be discussing all the latest wrestling news from this past week and a little bit more. So, Kevin, firstly, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. You know, uh, it's, it's a hot day in Florida. It's like 150 degrees outside. Um, other than that, everything's good, bro. Ready to talk wrestling. Yeah, certainly. And, uh, you know, last week we did say it was a bit more of a quiet week in the wrestling world. But, you know, it's funny how a difference of a few days uh, it can make. And we've got a lot of interesting situations, a lot of interesting, you know, topics to get into here. Yeah. So the first one the, I want to... The, the Thunderdome debuted. And, yeah. yeah, that's like full of controversy in the Thunderdome, man. It's just awesome. But, yeah, a ton of stuff, man. First thing I got to say off top is, like, Carrying across, I hope he gets well soon. I never, never want to wish injury upon anyone. If you do, then you're just a fucking scumbag. But uh, he had a really good this NXT title. I just want to say well wishes to him before we get started. No, and you know what? Absolutely well said by you there, Kevin. I mean, you know, it's just a shame. You know, it rang uh, bells in terms of the uh, Finn Balor injury after he mm-hmm. won the United uh, Universal Championship. Sorry, back at SummerSlam a few years back. So yeah, once again. Uh, you know, best wishes for a speedy recovery to Karrion Cross, and let's hope when he comes back, he picks up where he left off from. Yep. So, <clears throat> as as I was going to say then, um, before those great words there for Karrion Cross and his uh, recovery, the Thunderdome, as you touched on, it's been a very, very good. It's been a it's a it's been a good change, put it that way, for WWE television. We've seen you know the impact in terms of the atmosphere and the presentation and all that stuff. We don't need to get into that. But what we do need to get into is the controversy of the fans who are able to be shown on the Thunderdome, or in the Thunderdome rather, and uh, some of the unfortunate things we've seen this week. So we've seen such stuff as uh, Chris Benoit appearing, and uh, you know we've had a message from a fan saying that Velveteen Dream should be fired, and we've also seen uh, some information there, um, apparently that there was some KKK sort of wording, and then some really disturbing stuff apparently about a... Uh, a sacrifice or some sort of weird stuff going on. The point is, it's all effed up, and this is just not what we want to hear. You know, it's always a minority letting it down for the majority. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people got got banned, and the Thunderdome experiment. It's been good, but there's always people, like you said, that try to ruin it for everyone. Yeah. The Chris Benoit thing was just really uncomfortable. Like it was, and the Velveteen Dream thing too, which was great. That guy is a martyr. He got banned from Thunderdome for that. And he took to Twitter and he paraded himself and he got a lot of following and a lot of retweets and stuff off of that. So good on him. Shout out to that guy making a statement. You know, we don't we don't support what Velveteen Dream is accused of. So, yeah, good on him. But, man, it's just controversy. It's just crazy. Yeah, and look, at the end of the day, we're not going to give it too much airtime in the sense of, you know, the whole negative stuff. But what I would like to add is that, look, you know, um, once again, it's minority spoiling the, um, the, you know, what could be a fun few months in terms of, you know, fans getting involved in the product for the first time since this whole pandemic started. And I just feel that, you know, WWE, um, obviously, they still had, you know, um, rough edges to iron out and smooth out, sorry, over this uh, first week of doing this Thunderdome experiment. But with this sort of thing, you know, it's probably just um, really difficult now in terms of them having to keep a track on literally every screen, I imagine. Yeah, honestly. Which they should have been doing from the beginning. Um, 
it's just it's so weird that this even happened like how do you even let how do you even let Chris Benoit get out of the screen uh, I know Vince was probably having a heart attack he's probably oh pal ah, get that off my screen pal god damn it ah. you know he's probably freaking <laughs> out over this and <laughs> it's just like I said like I said it's just amazing that that, that got on the screen I, I really can't believe it yeah well you know it is something that they've kind of learned the hard way now and uh, it's got the attention over social media that obviously they didn't want it to. But, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll crack down on this and take appropriate action going forward um, with the next set of uh, TV tapings. Of course, SmackDown tomorrow night as of this recording uh, here for this podcast. So now we've got some NXT to talk about, Kevin, and quite an eventful week on the gold brand in the WWE. And uh, firstly, um, you know, as we touched on it at the top of the show, Carrying Cross relinquishing the NXT Championship, you know, a victory for him at Takeover 30, and now obviously we've seen him relinquish that championship. And uh, you know, the way they even the way they even had that segment appear last night with him and uh, Scarlett Bordeaux having the uh, time, the, the you know, the glass timer just in the ring, it was it, it played well into his character. So I, I was really happy with the way they did that. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the guy has character. No, not, nobody else in NXT, seemingly nobody else's character, aside from maybe Tommaso Ciampa and a couple other guys. But, um, it, like I said, it's unfortunate that Karrion Cross had to give up the title. But honestly, this maybe this might be the best thing to happen to him, because more than likely he's going to come back from his injury, he's going straight to Raw or SmackDown. He, he doesn't have to stay in NXT for like six months, eight months, ten months, and defend the title against people that just, people that, he already ran through Champa. He ran through the best NXT he had to offer. So from that point, whoever he defended the title against, it just wouldn't seem realistic. You know, like he already destroyed Champa. Like how would I suspend disbelief if then they they do a rematch and Champa's getting the better of him for twenty five minutes, or a rematch with with Johnny Gargano and Johnny Gargano's getting the better of him and Johnny Gargano couldn't even defeat Champa, you know, in their feud. So. It might it might end up being best for him. You know, it's unfortunate he got injured, but he's going to come back better than ever. Let's hope. Yeah, and uh, interesting way to look at it in terms of uh, you know having him uh, come back and then possibly go straight up to the main roster because if that happens, then you know he can obviously come out and cut another. Uh, solid promo about how he was never beaten, you know, the champion that just won the title and that's all he needed to do. So there's always work, ways of working uh, that angle, um, you know, into him being on the main roster if that happens. But yeah, I think it's a, um, a strong possibility we could see him end up on Raw or SmackDown going forward. And um, in terms of uh, Karrion Cross relinquishing the title, there was a fatal four-way announced now for next week on NXT, which is now what they're calling NXT Super Tuesday, Kevin. Yeah, so basically what happens is what happened is NXT had to move from Wednesday night to Tuesday night because of the NHL playoffs. They're going to be on USA Network. But now the NHL is boycotting, much like the NBA and the MLB is done. So I don't know if that's even going to happen. Either way, we're going to have NXT on Tuesday night, not Wednesday night. And they're going to have a fatal four-way match for the for the vacant NXT championship. It's the best that NXT has to offer. Um, it's Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, and uh, who's the last opponent? Johnny Gargano. So it's going to be, an, and it's an hour-long Iron Man match. So it's a fatal four-way, 60-minute Iron Man match. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Myself, I don't know how interested I would be in watching a fatal four-way Iron Man match. It's not something that I think is really like the way to go iron man matches to me are typically boring as they as they are like everybody just jumps on with love on 
Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart's Iron Man match, but to me that match was was good, but not great. Um, and then this one is gonna be no no less like it's just suspend. How can you suspend disbelief when you know you've got these pay, you've got these pinfalls that are gonna happen? Realistically, there's gonna be like ten pinfalls within thirty minutes probably. It's just then you're telling me in a, in a regular one on one match that goes sixty minutes guys can't get beat by the same stuff that beats them in the Iron Man match. Like, it, to me, Iron Man matches don't do anything for anybody. The only people that are really going to be loving this are the hardcore NXT fans. Yeah, at this stage, it just seems like they're throwing a lot of, you know, things at the wall. And, you know, like you said, in terms of these um, classic match types, they're just, you know, making them different in any what way they can. And, uh, you know, making making them seem like, oh, guys, look, there's an Iron Man match, but it's a fatal four-way, something that's never, something that's never been done before, at least to my knowledge. And, uh, yeah, you've got to see it. And in terms of having, you know, viewers do NXT's products, uh, the... the um, <clears throat> excuse me, the ratings came out for this week and I can see that it was an impressive figure. But then again, you have to take into account there was no opposing AEW this week. And of course, the NBA was um, on strike yesterday as well with their games not being played. But the figure was still impressive nonetheless, I'd say, for what they've been doing. It was 824,000. Last week, they had 853,000. Any Any particular thoughts on the ratings? Well, one would assume that they would hit over a million without the you know the the other 700,000 people that are watching AEW you would assume that those people would probably watch NXT if they're true loyal f- wrestling fans. I yeah, don't know what this so. says to them what this says about uh, NXT. I don't know what it says like whether it says that there's people that are just going to watch AEW no matter what. And if AEW is not on a Wednesday night they're not watching wrestling or if people decided to watch the NBA playoffs or the NHL playoffs or they decided to watch Netflix or something and they just forgot about NXT. They're just, they're just not used to watching it. Or if there's people that go out of their way not to watch NXT because they think it's not as good as it once was. So I, I'm not sure I'm not sure what the numbers speak to the most. It, it could be a mixture of all this, all those things, though, because, you know, um, the first thing that came to my mind was that there's a significant audience that just watches AEW and that's it. They've chosen, you know, they've drawn the line in the sand and, uh, you know, for them, that's what they will watch. And then as well as that, like you said, they've, you know, in America, obviously I'm here in the UK, but I've seen even on the news here, there's a lot more important stuff going on in the uh, United States at the moment. And, uh, you know, I think people have got their priorities focused on other stuff rather than watching NXT on a Wednesday night. So, you know, I think it's a mixture of everything, to be honest. Yeah, I I wonder what it would be like if there was, like if if we were in a quote-unquote normal state across the world where people were at work on the daily grind every day, there was no fear of going out in public. Like, I wonder what people would be doing on a Wednesday night if they, because they, I mean, most people don't go out on the town on Wednesday night, so I wonder if, if they would get home from work and watch NXT, like I wonder if the numbers would be up if it was quote unquote normal times. But I don't know. To me, I feel like it's more just the, the hardcore fan, AEW fan, that's just like, I'm not going to watch NXT. And I, I didn't watch NXT, not because I'm a hardcore AEW fan and I, and I despise NXT. I just, there's really nothing interesting about NXT anymore. I don't really care for the, for these guys that don't have characters. Like, I was tempted to watch because Karrion Cross was going to be on there, but then once news broke that he was relinquishing the title, I was like, oh, I'll just catch that segment on Twitter afterwards. Like, I really, I don't really need to watch the whole show. Like, for me, NXT is just so much filler nowadays that it's, it's really tough to keep my to keep me invested in that show for a full two hours. 
Yeah, and that's the impression I got, you know, that I've had, sorry, over uh, NXT in recent times is that it's the secondary show on the Wednesday night. You know, WWE for me no longer have that, you know, significant upper hand on the Wednesday nights for me just because, you know, I I don't personally watch either one of the shows because, one, um, AEW doesn't appear here in the UK live yet, and with NXT it just depends on the next day with what's going on with work, and even then, you know, I've got probably some better things to do. But the point is... NXT to me always seems like the show people will catch on Twitter. It doesn't seem like the main show that they'll watch. So, you know, in that regard, I completely uh, agree with you there. So, you know, interest with NXT has been uh, dwindling for a while now. And, uh, you know, it's uh, not a surprise that they did better than most weeks, but they could have done a lot better, like you said. Yeah, exactly. And I want to go back to Karrion Cross for a minute. Do, do, yeah. you, do you see him coming back to NXT? Or do you see him going to Raw or SmackDown? If so, what show do you see him going to? And who do you want to see him feud with? Well, initially, I thought he was going to come back to NXT. But when you made the point about him going to the main roster, it makes a lot more sense. And if I had to pick a show for him to go to, um, I think he would be a better fit on SmackDown. That's just me. I think on Raw, you know, I don't know. With, with, with Raw being a three-hour show, you know, I don't think I'd want him on there. You know, I want him on a quick-fire show. You know, these interesting characters, you know, such as The Fiend, they're on the right show at the moment for me. And in terms of feud, yeah, possibly The Fiend. I mean, you know, I know you're going to say, how does that work out? But I don't even know what The Fiend is at the moment. Is he a baby face? Is he a heel? So I don't know. I think The Fiend versus... Uh, carrying cross maybe alistair black if he did go to raw that would be interesting i don't know i'm just thinking maybe something a, a character that's got a bit of a darker side perhaps what would you say yeah i like the idea of the fiend that's that's interesting because their characters are so over the top uh for me it wouldn't matter who the healer baby face is they're both stars they both look like stars like just book them as stars i think they would they would have a good interaction together the, the interactions between maybe Alexa Bliss and Scarlet Bordeaux if they wanted to go there and have Alexa Bliss side with, with the Fiend for a little bit. Uh, on top of that, Roman Reigns, I think, makes a lot of sense too. That Those are two legitimate badass-looking guys. I could easily see Karrion Cross feuding with Roman Reigns over the Universal title, assuming he's the champion sooner than later. Yep. Uh, I I don't know Raw Raw doesn't make a lot of sense for him. I, I think SmackDown is where he needs to be just because more eyeballs are on SmackDown, and he has potential to be a massive draw for WWE. His character, his presentation, everything about him stands out. And then that also brings the other side of it. It's like maybe Vince, when Vince sees him, Vince would be like, oh, you know, I don't want to do that that long-winded entrance that he has on NXT. I, I don't want that. I don't want that on. I want to make him. I want to make him funny. You know, maybe he tries to make Karrion Cross a comedian. I, I just I don't know how it's gonna go. You know, it's funny you say this about Vince's perspective on Cameron Cross because last night I was watching um, the initial part of NXT last night. I was able to uh, with the segment of um, him relinquishing in the title. And I was thinking, hmm, if Scarlett Bordeaux was there eventually on the main roster, would Vince do the angle where she, you know, breaks away from Cameron Crosses and, you know, just similar to like the Rusev and Lana thing where, you know, she, you would think they would never be separate from each other whilst in wwe but then she moved over to him moved away from him and then you know vince will be like no scarlet bordeaux needs to break out into this you know um wrestler who was like being um you know held back by carrying you know she's got a lot more potential you know all these sort of things these mannerisms as we've come to know you know just wouldn't surprise me you know i think that this is a 
pairing that needs to stay together for as long as possible. But with Vince, you just never know, do you? Yeah, Jim Ross said on his podcast when, when Cross first debuted that Scarlet Bordeaux is going to be like the sable to carry across as Mark Merrow. Please, no. I, I, I mean, I, I, could, I could see it. I could see it back in the Attitude Era, definitely. But in this day and age where women aren't allowed to be treated like sex objects, and it's it's wrong, you know? Like, she could do the stuff that she did, the sexualization she did in Impact and in Mexico and, and everywhere else, but that's just not going to fly in WWE with, with these fans that want her... That people are going to want her to, to be able to go in the ring, you know? You're going to have people... You're going to have people on Twitter saying, they're, oh, Scarlett Bordeaux can't do a, a moonsault properly. She can't do a hip toss properly. They don't care that, that she's the hottest woman that we've seen in, in WWE in the last 10 years, maybe. You know, it, it's just, it, it wouldn't work. Like, she wouldn't be able to stand out that way without the in-ring ability. Yeah, so, you know, all that remains to be seen, of course. It's our hypothetical whether he gets to the main roster after he returns from his injury. But if he did, you know, a lot of uh, interesting potential there and definitely a start in the making. I think we can agree on that. Now, in terms of uh, NXT, another thing to touch on and uh, very interesting was the return of Wade Barrett. Now, Wade Barrett, of course, was, in my opinion, one of the most underrated talents adding to the list of many but yeah one of the most underrated talents WWE's had over the last decade and if not more and um yeah he's back in the commentary booth i'm not sure whether this was a one-time deal i assume not but then eventually would you like to see him back in the ring or what do you make of this whole thing right he's going to be back on commentary next week for super tuesday okay so that that came out uh, other than that there hasn't been anything else regarding his future but to answer your question i would love to see him in the ring why not he's he's awesome you know but He's also a pretty good commentator. So if he wants to be a commentator, then let him be a commentator. If he wants to be done in the ring, that's fine. At the end of the day, I don't think Wade Barrett is a guy that's going to... He's not going to set the world on fire with his in-ring ability or his charisma. Like, they've been there, done that with him. I, I don't think he has the potential to be a top, top guy, like a Drew McIntyre, for example, who left WWE, went to TNA, found himself, came back, went to NXT became the top guy in NXT, and now is the top guy in all of WWE as a WWE champion. I don't think Wade... I never thought Wade Barrett had that potential. But if you want to insert Wade Barrett, maybe as, like... Like, if he comes back as Bad News Barrett, that would be awesome. Give him a character. He could easily be a good upper mid-card mid card guy. Yeah, so, I mean, with me, definitely I agree. He's got that place on the card, you know. Don't expect him to be the top, top guy, but... If it, I would still see him as definitely an asset, you know, just similar to like an MVP, you know, somebody who is very, very important to that card if used right and, uh, you know, definitely adds a lot more than they take away. So, you know, with Wade Barrett back in the WWE, if used right, you know, of course, it's a positive and it's just good to see him um, as well after such a while. Of course, with NWA power being up in the air in terms of when they would return and how and all that sort of stuff. At least he's, um, you know, on television in some capacity. Yeah, it's interesting when you brought up NWA Power. I, I was just, I don't want to say this. I was looking at their YouTube channel because I was just looking through my subscription page. And I noticed they hadn't posted anything in two months. So maybe there is some truth to the rumors that they're not going to be, that, that they're going to be shutting down. I don't know. It, it just seems strange because they were going hot and heavy when the pandemic hit. They were posting podcasts and, and watch-alongs and like best of compilations and stuff. But now they haven't, we haven't seen, they have no presence on the internet. We've seen a lot of their top stars, Ricky Starks, Thunder Rosa, uh, Wade Barrett now is in WWE. We've seen some of their other top stars, like 
like those who I mentioned in in uh, AEW, it, um, Eddie Kingston as well. Yeah. So it makes me think: is there some truth to the rumors about NWA power? I don't know. And but yeah, going back to to Wade Barrett or Stu Bennett, as he calls himself now. Yeah, like like you said, he's a, he could be like MVP. That's a good comparison. Um, I I think I think MVP offers a little bit more. In my opinion. So, another bit of news that we have is regarding <clears throat> Sonya Deville and the situation going on with her incident with the stalker uh, last week in her home. Of course, massive props to Sonya and Mandy, of course, for their match at SummerSlam. You know, it was not so much about technicalities and move sequences, it was just about the fact that they were able to get it done, of course. And yeah, ultimately, Sonya lost and she is now. Um, given time away from WWE in storyline, she's left, but obviously she'll be back, I'm assuming, at some point. But, uh, yeah, some interesting developments about another threat that she received uh, earlier this week, Kevin. Yeah, first of all, hats off to them, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, because a lot of people may not know that Mandy Rose was also in the house with Sonya at the time. Um, so that hats off to them. They're phenomenal for doing what they did. And then, as far as like these texts, she got apparently she got some DMs that said that, oh, Philip didn't do the, he didn't finish the job, so I'm gonna finish it for him. And I'm gonna make sure I kill that I kill that girl that I was with you. And it's like, man, this is just like, God, like, I don't understand. What do these people think that her and Mandy Rose are, like having sex with each other? Like, and then even if they are having oh, sex with each God. other, it doesn't matter. Does that doesn't <laughs> matter? But even if they are, well, like. I don't understand. What are you like? What are you trying to gain from this? You know, it's like the fact that you're threatening people. Like, something is not right with these people that obsess over female wrestlers or just wrestlers in general or celebrities. Just something is not right. Something's not there mentally for these people, and and, and they need it needs to come to an end. This culture of like obsessing over over wrestlers. It just it needs to come to an end. It's no, nobody should have to be. Nobody should have to live in fear over their their life you know it's not like it's not like she's a horrible person she's just a wrestler she's doing her thing she's doing what she loves she's not a murderer like she's being treated like she's a murderer or she's like like a, a nazi or something you know she's being treated like a just an awful person yeah and just like you said you know the, the basic part of this is that um you know the way you know, people obsess over wrestlers, and look, even other celebrities in other fields. You know, it's uh, it's really unnecessary. I just don't understand it. I'm assuming we're not supposed to understand it because, you know, if we did, then you know, it'd be a very creepy world. But you know, at the end of the day, it's something that now the authorities are looking into, and I'm sure the right outcome will prevail with this situation. But yeah, as you said, look, it's just not something you would want to hear and it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever in regards to, you know, the whole situation. Like you said, you'd think it was it was somebody who, you know, and even then doesn't make it right, but somebody who's done something particularly wrong. So yeah, look, all you can hope for is that the situation gets resolved and that um, so Sonia and uh, Mandy as well, um, you know, both, uh, sorry, both move on from this and... Uh, Unfortunately, with the year though, Kevin, I've got to say it's just one thing after another, isn't it? I mean, this year, like we haven't had enough, you know, in terms of the, the, the virus, the pandemic, all that sort of stuff. You know, the stuff that's going on all around the moment at the moment, at, at this current moment, other topics, and now, you know, in the wrestling world as well, you're getting all sorts of stories. It's just, 
I don't know. It's just a horrible year. Yeah, it's crazy. Celebrities are getting... Celebrities... Not celebrities, I'm sorry. People in general are just going crazy. You know, that's like... I don't know. Maybe that's not the right word. That's not the right way to to phrase it. But it's just we're, we're, we're like cooped up. And I don't know. I can't really speak for these people that have these sick thoughts about... Sony Deville and Mandy Rose, like I, I can't speak for them. It really, it's, it's sad. It's so sad to see it. It's sad to talk about. Um, I hope this stuff comes to an end. Whenever, like at some point, it's got to come to an end. We gotta, we gotta get rid of these people. Like, I don't know. She should probably take a break. Sony should probably take a break from social media for a long time. And it's unfortunate that she can't live her life and show off her body and show off her girlfriend and and and. and and show off her her temple uh without people just being just so unbelievably creepy you know like like this guy philip the guy that that broke into her house there's like hundreds of messages where he's like talking about how much he loves her and like he's he's like the, she's the most beautiful person the only woman for him in his life and and obviously she's never even seen the messages doesn't even know who the hell this guy is and now she well now didn't know who he was prior to the incident uh, I just I hate to see it, man. I really do. I hate I hate to see stuff like this. But uh, let's go to the next topic. Yeah. So next we have Pat McAfee, who uh, seems to be building on confidence, and why not? Yeah. I mean, a great performance uh, in the match against uh, Adam Cole. You know, I'd be lying if I said I was. Uh, I wasn't surprised. I'm sure many of us can probably agree with that. Yeah. And look, um, all credit, credit where credit's due, man. You know, at the end of the day, you have to say that. And now he wants to step in the ring with Triple H. It's just the start. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just their way of kind of dropping the seed for this future match. You know, he wants to face Triple H. He said it on Corey Graves after the Bell podcast. So it looks like um, you know, if I if, if I had to guess, I'd say this match is probably going to happen at some point. You know, I can easily see Triple H coming to the aid um, of NXT and uh, you know confronting Pat McAfee and saying, "Look, you really think that you know you've." Um, you figured got this all figured out. We'll try playing the game, you know, something like that. I don't know, but I can see this match happening. I, I cannot see it happening. I I, I cannot. I don't want to. I, I don't want to like short sight your opinion or anything. But I I just can't see it happening at all. Like the, Triple H, he has no reason at all to get into the ring ever again with anybody. But to get in there with Pat McAfee, a guy who's had one professional match. Yes, he did. He did a thing with Ronda Rousey, but Ronda Rousey was a big part of WWE's future. That's why he did it to help get her over and establish her. And it was a big Sports Center moment when she put him through the table and all that stuff. This is just like he would be risking his legacy, you know. And then on top of that, Adam Cole defeated Pat McAfee, so now that's it. Like he has no reason to come after NXT. There's no reason for Triple H to come to NXT's aid. He he went he went in there with the big dog Adam Cole. He lost to him. What's next? Like maybe they could bring him back again. He could if he wants to become one of the boys in NXT and they give him a regular roster spot. I'm all for it. But it just seems to me to put him to put him like no. I don't think anybody would care. Like he McAfee would obviously have to be the heel. Like oh I'm this big bad wrestler. I'm better than you. But Triple H. Triple H is, looks like he is more jacked than Pat McAfee is, so the story wouldn't make sense. The story made sense when McAfee was like, oh, I'm this big, bad wrestler, Adam Cole, you're a little guy. It, so it, it makes more sense from that perspective, but Triple H and McAfee, and uh, I don't know. That ain't for me. The thing is, is in terms of intricacies, look, um, 
the match isn't something I want to see necessarily, but the reason I think, uh, look, it just wouldn't surprise me, is because it's the R word, the ratings, you know? If WWE, and especially Vince, who, I don't know, has he got more control of NXT? You know, if if, if he if he felt that, you know, once things pick up again with, um, I don't know, NXT, uh, AEW, and I don't know, with ratings, basically, you know, could he want to pull a ploy like that? Oh, well, you know, tell your son-in-law, well, it's time for you to step back in the ring, pal. And, uh, you know, it may not make sense to Triple H, but look, it's the ratings, you know. The, the stranger things have happened, that's all I'll say. Not to say I want to see it, but I wouldn't fully, I wouldn't fully put it off the table, but I get your point as if, well. But if, like if, I said, if, if McAfee wants to have another match with WWE, which he did say on his podcast that he wants to wrestle again, he doesn't know when, but he wants to do it again. If, he, if he's going to have another match, there's a million and one other guys he can have that other match with. It, it doesn't need to be somebody that likes with Triple H. He has, he has not earned the right to face a guy like Triple H. In short, I mean, it's fair, it's fair to say, but you know, uh, who knows what would happen. But ratings wise, I wouldn't put anything past them. I think that's uh, fair, isn't it? Yeah, sure. Well, in regards to ratings, and we mentioned AEW there, something which could pull up some ratings at the point it happens is Shaq. I've heard that uh, Shaq may be uh, looking to have an appearance on AEW television. And uh, is this part of his TNT contract or something like that, you know, that he's yeah, allowed so, to do so this? According to the rumors, Shaq signed a new deal with Warner Media. Uh, obviously, he's a big part of TNT. He has, he has a reality show. He does Inside the NBA every Thursday. He's a, he's a huge part of what they do with Charles Barkley and whatnot. And apparently, according to the rumors, there's in, in this contract, there's some dates with AEW. And he said on Inside the NBA, I believe, or maybe in an interview, but I think it was on Inside the NBA. He said that he wants to face Cody. He flat out said it. I want to. I want to have another wrestling match. I had the match with Big Show or the Battle Royal where I, where he did the thing with Big Show. Now, I want to have this match. And we've seen this before where they were hyping up a one-on-one match because we did never get that proper one-on-one match that was promised between Shaq and Big Show. I don't know if you remember, but Big Show a couple of years, like two years back, three years back. Yep, he, yep I remember. Yeah. He, he got into shape. He got in the best shape of his life. He was ready to take on Shaq. They were hyping this up as a big celebrity versus wrestler match. And that would have been awesome. I mean, that's a spectacle to see. This guy, Big Show, and and Shaq, they're massive and huge stars and huge personalities. To go from there, then, to to want to be in the ring with Cody, of all people, like, it just, it wouldn't be believable at all. Like, realistically, how good of a match could Cody get out of Shaq? It just doesn't seem something, like, something that's feasible, you know? Yeah, as far as having the match goes, I would definitely not be um, behind that idea. And, uh, yeah, um, the believability is just one thing there. And I suppose then, you know, speaking of what we said just then with Triple H and McAfee as well, yeah, you're right, believability is a big thing. So I completely agree with you there. But in regards to this, look, if Shaq is to make an appearance with AEW, look, I don't think it should be in the ring having a match. And if so, especially with Cody... Even some of the bigger guys in AW, I couldn't see who would um, match up with there. I'm not sure, I'm not quite sure, but you know. Um... Yeah, it, it it makes sense. It makes sense to have him on AEW Dynamite because we've seen Chris Jericho and inside inside NBA. It makes sense to have Shaq crossover. That's big exposure for AEW. They have the partnership with with Warner Media. It, it it all makes sense. To answer your question, there are some big guys that he could get in the ring with: Brian Cage, maybe Luchasaurus. 
And if I would not be, but I, I mean, I would, I would be very well. I'd be for it if he wants to get in the ring with Brian Cage. That exposure, having Brian Cage face to face with Shaq, that would help make Brian Cage a much bigger star and a bigger asset for AEW. Yeah, um, that's no denying. I think anybody who's going to get in the ring with Shaq, if if that was to happen, um, would yeah definitely give them that exposure. So yeah, I would be. Um, very much um, interested in seeing that if that was to come about, and imagine the uh, imagine Taz trying to uh, rinse uh, Shaq on the mic. That would be that'd be in itself something to watch, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like the the visual of a Cody and Shaq stare down, it just yes, it'll be all over Sports Center. Oh, Cody Rose and Shaq have to stare down, but it, there are gonna be people that are gonna look at that, that are gonna look at that and be like. Come on. This is so stupid. Yeah, like, like I wouldn't say stupid, but come on, like, come on, Co- Cody, like Shaq would eat Cody for lunch. Like, come on, you know. Um, I don't know. It's similar to it's similar to Pat McAfee to Adam Cole, but Pat McAfee is not. He he yes, he's bigger than Adam Cole, but he's not that much bigger than Adam Cole. You know, where it's like with Shaq, he's seven foot tall. Cody's what six foot one. He Cody's gotten he's gotten bigger since his WWE days, but he's not jacked. Like, like, like Shaq, like Shaq just is a freaking monster, man. Like, I think Brian Cage is the way to go. It just, it, it would be awesome. Of course, if if that was the, um, if that was of course the route they went, then yeah, that would uh, be definitely something of uh, of note there. But um, yeah, like you said, um, when whenever this does happen, um, it's gonna do something in terms of exposure for them and then ultimately if he does decide to have a feud with somebody even if it was a segment you know something like a mjf and a shack going back and forth on a mic you know i don't know um yeah, there's, I, a, there's I, a lot of things he could do there's a lot of things yeah. he could do definitely i you could put him in there with chris jericho let him and jericho have a few have a, have a war of words you know just he could he could do commentary there's tons of things that shack could do he could come out for two minutes and just beat up somebody you know, he could come out and beat up MJF. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of things he could do. Yeah, so ultimately, you know, there's um, options there. And uh, in terms of what does eventually happen, uh, you know, there's um, going to be interest anyway. As I'm assuming definitely when that appearance, uh, you would think, would be announced uh, sometime in the near future, before the end of the year, perhaps, let's hope. So... In terms of um, wrestling news, we've got uh, a little bit more to discuss. So, as we said earlier, definitely a bit of a bumper week of news. And uh, some news here, um, well, it's just more so interesting in terms of uh, what we've heard here, rather than news, I suppose. Miz saying that Daniel Bryan, um, although he is writing lines for SmackDown at the moment and can improve the show, he says that he won't be writing any lines for him anytime soon. You know, um, with all the history of these two guys on television, what, what do you make of this little uh, comment by the Miz? Eh, it's the Miz. Who cares about the? Who cares about the Miz? <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Like, well, unless, you, unless you watch the Miz and Misses in the in the US, <laughs> you know, I'm assuming uh, some fans will. But look, look, I just think it's just. Uh, I think it's just um, interesting. The main thing out of this I've taken is uh, Daniel Bryan writing for SmackDown. I completely wasn't aware of this. So, you know, um, just shows me, um, you know, why we haven't seen Daniel Bryan regularly on television. So, yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan uh, writing stuff on SmackDown. Do you reckon in terms of his writing, he's, uh, well, we don't know what he's particularly wrote specifically, but do you reckon that's a good role for him? Yeah, definitely. He's a very passionate guy. He loves pro wrestling. 
he's got he's got the mind for it. So yeah, I think that I think that is a, a solid role for him. He deserves to be in some sort of backstage role. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys in the uh, company who you know can still provide a lot, put a lot on the table without obviously having to be competing in the ring. And it looks like Daniel Bryan's perhaps going to be you know rolling down his uh, in ring time anyway. It looks that way as it is at the moment. So. Yeah, um, some news there. And now we move on to the virus and WWE-specific figures. Apparently, this is according to Dave Meltzer of One Wrestling Observer. So he has reported that WWE up to now have had 38 positive coronavirus tests since the beginning of this whole pandemic. And it started, of course, with Kayla Braxton. She was the first positive test, and then it followed on from there. Hearing this figure... Bearing in mind it is just Dave Meltzer's words, obviously not something concrete. What would you um, add to this? I don't know. I, I don't really know. There's not much that I could say about it. We're, we're never going to know who tested positive, who didn't. I assume Apollo Crews was one of those. We know Renee Young, Caleb Braxton. There was a couple other people that came out. And Jamie said Noble it. as well. Yeah, there were a couple other people that came out and said it. So... We yeah I don't know I I just don't know it's I don't think it's really worth commenting on too much because there it it's, could be just Meltzer bullshit but it could be true and honestly it's just something that I think brings a lot of people down like we're just so tired of this pandemic you know yeah definitely it's just um, a lot of us uh, didn't have a figure to put towards it but then again even now this could be completely. BS because you know it's Melsa's word so yeah but in, in terms of that figure um, it's uh, I don't know compared to the figures I've heard for um, overall cities and you know countries in the world it's not obviously too much because you know day to day we're just used to hearing thousands and thousands and all of a sudden when you hear a number you know in the in the two digits you think oh that's not a lot but then when you think of WWE and its own like you know put it on its own little a pedestal for a minute you know um 38 is too many and um, you know so yeah yeah what yeah. one is too many when you're a company like wwe that you you're taking unnecessary risks like is wrestling super necessary right now during all this no it's not but i get it you want to bring a distraction for people and your talent they have they have every right to to say no according to what we've heard from triple h and other people they they can, they don't have to perform, but these people are risking their lives for you. It is your job as a company to ensure them the safety that that they that they should be they should they are deserving of that safety because they're risking their lives for you. But then on the other side of it, we see we've seen stuff on Instagram of like Lana hanging out with Natalia and outside like going on boat trips and stuff, hanging out with family. So if, at the end of the day, they're adults. They're gonna do what the hell they do. Yeah, obviously, it's going all around the world, of course. You know, people still have to live their lives. And, you know, I think people are just um, kind of making their own judgments, uh, right or wrong, who are we to comment, but that's what's happening. Um, now, in terms of um, wrestling, then, is there anything else that you can see of note or you would like to add this week, Kevin? Yeah. Or have we covered quite yeah, a lot? Yeah, we got to talk about Cody again. we got to go back to Cody because he's going to be off TV for, for a while. We saw the angle with, with Brody Lee. Where he they did, yep. they did the ambulance job, the stretcher job, they did all that. Really established the dark order, by the way. A phenomenal angle. I I, I loved it. I I think that's the best thing the dark order has ever done in their existence. 
But Cody Rose is going to be off TV for a long time, and I think it's going to be beneficial. I don't think AEW really needs that much Cody on TV right now. I think people are starting to get sick of him. The Cody backlash was coming, you know, and I think I think he needs to come back refreshed, maybe with a character change as a heel again, because that would be awesome. Babyface Cody, to me, has run its course. But bottom line, Cody's going to be off TV for a while. He's going to be doing a TV show. Um, heels for stars it's a reality not a reality a, a fictional show based on a wrestling promoter slash indie wrestler that's whatever but well, what do you, I mean what do, you, what do you think when you look at Cody do, do you what do you think do you think I'm right that he needs to be off TV that he needs to turn heel what, what, what do you think so I mean definitely one could argue that there's been uh, overexposure and um, that you know he's had um, you know a fair amount of the TV time and you know yeah when you say people are getting sick of him then I can completely understand that but then at the same time I think his argument would be that you know he's just trying to you know use his name value which to be fair is still something can establishing you know of course the TNT championship as he was and you know now he's dropped that title to Brody Lee and now it's time obviously for him to take that break and if he just wants to go ahead and uh, you know pursue this other project then you know fair play to him it's just it's just, uh, I think, the right time now for him to take a break, come back reinvigorated in a few months' time. So, yeah, I think all in all, it's a good decision. And um, as far as the Cody um, situation goes with the fans, yeah, I think it's just uh, one of those things. Sooner than later, he needed to, you know, take that uh, break and uh, seem so like it's going to happen now. Yeah, there's the backlash has just been... And it's just been crazy. The code, like people turning on Cody, and I'm and, I, and I'm not surprised. I'm really so when you when you say sorry sorry to interrupt there, Kevin, but when you say backlash, then because I'm I'm not privy to this at all because I think it's just because when not watching AEW live every week and then when I'm watching it, it's probably more YouTube clips. I'm not on social media at the time to follow what everybody's saying while the show's on live. So when you say backlash, is like give us a bit of an idea. What what is this backlash for people out there who don't who aren't aware? A lot of people. A lot of people refer to him as Triple C. Uh, they, they say they say that he's just putting himself over, making himself the TNT Championship, have, making having him beat everybody, all these quote unquote stars that come into AEW every week for the open challenge. He's you know he's trying to he's got an ego, all this stuff, and well, I don't think I mean whether that's right or wrong, I, I don't know. It's up to you. I, I don't necessarily see a bad thing with him beating people in in one on one matches. For an open challenge, like these people are not stars. Like Ricky Starks is not a star. I'm sorry to break it to you. Eddie Kingston is not a star. They need to feed off of Cody Rose name power to, for people, to, for casual fans or people that don't watch the indies 24/7 to know who they are. So at at one at one point, like I, but I, I in in my opinion, I think his character is a bit stale. I like him better as the heel. He's he's much better when he was that that heel. It's like I'm the WWE guy. I, I'm privileged. I'm this. For me, that Cody was the best Cody. Yeah, it seems so. I mean, just from the way you've described that, you know, I think I'd prefer that Cody all day. So, yeah, um, I think if he can, you know, come back refreshed and uh, jump into that character again, I think that would be perfect for him. So, you know, uh, I would look forward to that once that um, eventually does happen um, with his return to television. But in, in, in the meantime, they've got a lot of talent there that can, you know, fill this gap or you know step up to the plate and you know have their chance to uh, show us what they can do so it's, a, and it's still an exciting time for uh, AEW and uh, nothing's really um, 
you know, nothing's really going to dent them too much, I suppose, even with Cody's absence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, obviously with AEW there, and uh, we've talked NXT, WWE, and a lot of other uh, situations going on this week, good and bad. But is there anything else in the wrestling world that you need to add there at all, Kevin? No, that's it, bro. Okay, so yeah, as we did say last week, it would be um, you know unsurprising if we had much more of a interesting week in the world of wrestling with the, all these stories but now we're going to switch the focus onto the nba and uh, as many of you guys know out there you know i don't think you need us to tell you the ins and outs of what's been going on in the states but it isn't a great situation to say the least and we saw yesterday the nba take their action with the milwaukee bucks the first team to protest in not playing their game five of the series against the orlando magic this was then followed by the rest of the teams um you know deciding not to play in the games being called off subsequently tonight's games have been called off as well and tonight we've also heard that the season will resume but obviously and um, we don't know when unless you've heard otherwise but overall kevin give me your thoughts on the whole situation here with the nba and um are you surprised they're going to resume the season or just give, give us what your overall opinion is on this according to Woj, they are going to resume the season on saturday that's the target date okay bottom line is the nba is losing a ton of money by not having these games being brought by not have by these games not being played and if the nba loses money that means money is coming out of the pockets of the players they're gonna have to restructure contracts they're gonna be there's a lot of guys like okay the Giannis's, lebron's anthony davis's those guys they don't really need the money but there are guys like there are guys that don't make a million dollar game checks or five hundred thousand dollar game checks. There are guys that are only making two. They make what LeBron makes in two games in an entire season, so they need all that. They need every game that they they, they can get. At bottom line, so there's there's a re, there's a reason for these guys to come back. There's a, a, millions of reasons for these guys to come back, and it makes sense. And then a lot of people say, "Oh well, the protest." How valid is the protest if, if you boycott and then you come back three days later? Bottom, uh, bottom line, it's about making a statement. What is What that boycott has done is it's got people away. They're, nobody's talking about basketball. Now, the last three days, or the last two, three days, you and I have not been talking about, oh, how many points did James Harden score or LeBron score? We're talking about what's going on in the world. We're talking about police brutality. We're talking about politics. That was the point of this message. Yes, so absolutely. They, they accomplished that, and I, I think, at the end of the day, the NBA, the NBA is just a sports league. Maybe some people don't want to hear this, but the how much can the NBA really do? They can't. They can't make laws. They can't. They don't have the power. They don't. Ha they don't necessarily have Donald Trump's ear. The, the United States president. He's not a big fan of the NBA. But on the, uh, there was a good thing that came out of this. The Milwaukee Bucks yesterday. They were on a conference call. With uh, I believe it was the the sheriff's department, the head of sheriff's department, it was constant, and they're working on getting justice for those police, uh, on justice served to those cops, and getting them charged and hopefully getting them arrested. So that that's great. That's great to hear, and that's all. That's all you could ask for. The Milwaukee Bucks are using their stroke as, as the biggest thing, the biggest attraction in one of the biggest attractions in Milwaukee, and using that stroke for good. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day. As, as human beings, you know, who don't have that sort of stroke, we can only hope and, you know, pray that we get 
our voice is heard. But then it's good to hear these people, you know, these sportsmen or people in high positions, when they do, of course, have that power, then to use that, like you said, and do it for positive. Uh, so, you know, that's good, great to hear. Hopefully, um, there is some positive news and we do get, um, you know, some justice there for the, um, you know, horrible actions that took place earlier this week. And, uh, you know, ultimately just hope that the world finds you know, there's a hopefully there's a beacon of light at the end of all this there, you know, where people can just, you know, get along and just stop all this, you know, hate towards each other. You know, I'm not going to mention names, I'm not going to mention anything in particular, but all I hope for, and I'm sure majority of the world is just, you know, peace, but, you know, that's all we can do. Hope for the best, but unfortunately expect the worst. Yeah, yeah, it's... Ay, man, it's been crazy. I mean, sports is really the last thing on my mind. The MLB has fully boycotted too. In other sports news, the MLB has fully boycotted the WNBA. Uh, the NFL is looking into boycotting games at the start of the season. The NHL has fully boycotted their playoffs as well today and over the weekend. Uh, the MLS is talking about boycotting too. Like this is really crazy. Like at the end of the day, these athletes are sending a message. Like, no, we're not going to be your distraction anymore. We're not going to be the distraction. Because as soon as the NBA gets back and people are talking about, oh, how many points Kyrie had and, how, and this and that, as soon as we get back to norm, quote-unquote normal with, with, with watching sports and talking about sports every day, then we have another incident like what happened in Wisconsin with Mr. Jacob Blake. So it, it's just, it, you know, it, it, I'm glad, good on the players, man, being aware. I, they, and they say that the playoffs are coming back on Saturday, but who the hell knows? Who the hell knows what, when and if it's going to come back? Yeah, ultimately, you know, uh, uh, you know, nobody's, I'm sure, got the absolute correct answer apart from those in, uh, involved, you know, at the heart of the situation. But, you know, let's just hope that um, we hear something sooner than later and the decision that they make is what they feel is the right one. So, yeah, um, all in all, NBA-wise, um, I'm sure we'll have much more to talk about next week, hopefully with the resumption and, you know, anything else that develops as well. But uh, I just wanted to also touch on some news in the football world, as we call it here in the UK. I know to the US listeners, it's soccer, but uh, Lionel Messi, who is, of course, one of the greats, the greatest, uh, some regarders of all time, up there with Cristiano Ronaldo, especially in this era, and the news that broke a few days ago that he will be looking to leave Barcelona. Now, I was talking to you, Kevin, earlier in the week about, on, say, an NBA scale, what this would compare to, and you made a great example you were saying if it was like say the late great Kobe Bryant wanting to leave the Lakers and it's a you know a perfect comparison you make there because yeah nobody expected this to happen say if you said this five or six years ago but now that it is there's a lot of clubs who I'm sure are you know you know licking their lips I think in the prospects of Lionel Messi joining their team at the moment you know, unfortunately, as a Manchester United fan, the rumours are that Manchester City are the ones who are in pole position to sign him. But ultimately, we don't know. He may not even leave. It may just be, you know, his way of using his, um, you know, power and, uh, you know, the, the uh, you know, the authority he's got to, you know, get some of the action he needs to be taken against the board for the, how the clubs run. So it could be that. But definitely just an interesting time in the world of football as well. And, uh, yeah, the transfer window here is open for another 40-odd days. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. So, yeah, that's the uh, footballing story of the week, I suppose. Anything else you want to add there, Kevin, for today? Uh, I, I just I have a question about the, the Lionel Messi situation. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, 
a lot of people a lot of people say he doesn't have a lot left in the tank. Do, do you think it, signing Messi is worth it? Aside from aside from the standpoint of like whatever team he goes to, that team is going to be put on the map. Like they have never been on the map, like like they never been before in terms of notoriety and people talking about them and and ticket sales will, will skyrocket. Aside from that aspect, do you think he brings anything to the field? Of course, I mean, look, if if let's say LeBron James was, you know, available now, there's probably people who would say the same thing about LeBron in some regards. Some might say, you know, is he going to bring? what he could do, you know, at the Lakers or whatever. And some people might say that about Messi. Like, is he going to be able to bring, you know, anything to the table? Because it depends where he goes. Obviously, it's a different league and such. With Messi, I think wherever he goes, he's still always going to have that impact. And I think, yes, most definitely. Money-wise, you're always going to be expected to pay a lot of money for him. But, you know, you're going to make that back in his shirt sales and his whole brand. But definitely, look, I'd be lying if I said, you know, I would want to pass up the opportunity to have Messi at my favourite club. So, yeah, he definitely has something to bring still. You know, if, if nothing else, he's got experience. And, of course, you know, it's like it's like in sports, we get, you know, like in tennis, we've got Federer, Nadal and Djokovic. And in golf, we've had over the years Tiger Woods, you know. In um, all these sort of sports, we've had certain greats. And Messi is an all-time great. And, you know, it's like... Carmelo Anthony, for instance, not comparing him to Messi, but I'm just saying, recent times people have been slating him off, but then he puts in performances where you think, look, this guy deserves more respect. And with Messi, I think it would be foolish for any fan to say, hmm, yeah, he's going to cost a lot of money, but is he actually going to provide us anything on the pitch? Messi, wherever he goes, I'm sure he'll contribute in a, in a big way, and uh, that's undeniable. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's it, bro. We got we had another banger episode. I really enjoyed the first one. I listened to it back, and I can't wait to listen to this one back. And I can't wait for all of you to listen to it. Uh, I, and if you're wondering where you can listen, you can listen on on Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud. We're, we're on all everything entertainment SoundCloud. You can also find it all everything entertainment dot com, Pandora, iHeartRadio. Amazon Music, all those major platforms except Spotify, but not on Spotify yet. But we'll be there eventually. Yeah, so Kevin, of course, is the man behind the YouTube channel uh, Bonafide Heat. My channel is Top Prop News and Sports, and of course, you can both find us on YouTube. And in terms of our Twitters, my Twitter is at A underscore Sing 92, and Kevin, we can find you at Bonafide Heat. Yes, correct. On Twitter and Instagram at Bonafide Heat. And Facebook too, hell, if you find me on Facebook, go ahead. Yeah, so that's where you can find us there. Of course, uh, you know, the world of wrestling, as always, will still give us something to talk about, whether it's good or bad. We want more good stories, but it is what it is. And we'll be back again next week to discuss uh, more topics in the world of wrestling and whatever else is going on in sports and uh, in general. So thanks for joining us this week and I will see you again next week. Yeah, take care everyone. 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 Take care everyone.